it's so simple but beautiful, and I think it's had an impact in my life. It makes me think of Adam Grant and give and take, but really that that's the way that we should live our life is that we should go out of our way to help other people, to compliment people, to lift people up, to positively impact them, but then not ever expect anything in return. And that's, that's, uh, that's why he's somebody I'd love to meet with one-on-one and, and dive deeper into his thought process. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, Grace for Impact. On today's episode, I introduce you to Ryan Hawk, the creator and host of The Learning Leader Show, a top-rated iTunes podcast that focuses on learning from the smartest, most creative leaders in the world, including such luminaries as Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, Kat Cole, and Adam Grant. Hawk's podcast has exploded on a global scale with listeners in 112 countries worldwide. He's also written for the Huffington Post on topics of leading and empowering others. Inc. Magazine has recently recognized the Learning Leader Show as one of the top five podcasts to help you lead smarter. And Forbes calls his show the most dynamic leadership podcast out there. Ryan is an intentional, thoughtful, and generous human being, and I am excited for what he has to share with you today. With that in mind, a few of the things we talk about are the impact moment that launched him on this entrepreneurial journey, how Ryan has had to use adversity to his advantage in building and growing his business, and the one thing that sticks out most in his mind from the conversations he's had with some of the world's greatest leaders— Don't be a podcast junkie, bust out your pen and paper, take some notes, and brace for impact. Ryan Hawk, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show, where we take time out of our day to visit with entrepreneurs and leaders who are using their platform to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. So welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Mike, uh, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I, I, I love what you're doing. I love uh, the, the positive message that you share with your, your audience and, and that you draw out of your guests on your own show. I always kick off the conversation with a, a, a fun question, which is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? So I'm a fan of your show, so I know that you do this. So I have to say that I got, had an opportunity to prepare a little bit for this question. Um, I don't know. This may have been said uh, by others, whether on your show or off of it. But I, I thought of, and, and maybe this isn't even a superpower, but it's I'm going to use it as my answer anyway. Uh, I think it would be incredibly cool to be able to go back in time. Um, and the reason that I think that is, uh, as you know, uh, and we've talked before that I have this 
a curiosity about wanting to learn from people who sustain excellence, people who lead others, people who make an impact on the world. And so I think if I had the ability to go back in time, uh, part of that superpower is that I'd want to then set up one-on-one conversations with some of the great leaders of all time, like uh, Marcus Aurelius, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, Eleanor Roosevelt, Winston Churchill, types um, like that, people who have accomplished massive feats and uh, try to learn directly from them and then take bits and pieces from uh, from from each of them and then maybe come back and, and implement that into my life and my leadership journey. And I've um, I, you know, I've read a lot about all those people, but I think it would add another element if I could actually speak with them directly. Oh, that, that's a fascinating, uh, superpower. That's super original. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of funny cause I just was listening to an interview, um, with Mark Devine, who's the founder of seal fit, former mm-hmm. Navy seal. And somebody asked him, um, Nick DiNardo, do you know who Nick DiNardo I is? I do know Nick. Yeah. Great uh, guy. So I, I was listening to his show. And he asked him a similar question, which is, if you could go back in time and visit with any any person in history, who would it be? And uh, so that's a very fascinating superpower. And I, I have kind of two follow-up questions to that. The first is, I, I would never have thought of Marcus Aurelius. So, that, so I want to know why Marcus Aurelius. And now that you say it, I mean, obviously, yeah, I recognize him as a very important figure in history. But uh, that's so why Marcus Aurelius? And then... And then what questions would you ask? Uh, great question. So Marcus Aurelius, uh, have you read um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius? No. Okay. Um, I would urge you and everybody to um, read it. And basically what Meditations is, it's, it's his personal diary. Um, he did not write it with the intention of others to read it. So you know it was his, just his honest beliefs uh, about really the world. And uh, Ryan Holiday writes a lot about the Stoics as well. And the obstacle is the way. Um, I'm a, you know, I've been very fortunate to have the chance to sit down both over Skype doing a podcast as well as have uh, a couple of meals with Ryan as well and his wife, Sam, and to learn about um, his leadership journey and study of the Stoics has had an impact on my life. And so He's one of the people that I think of because I think a lot of people, if you hear the phrase Marcus Aurelius, you think of the movie Gladiator and what, what is it, Joaquin Phoenix killing him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that's really the only um, viewpoint that we see him in. And so, uh, but but reading through Meditations, which is, like I mentioned, his, his work has had an, uh, an impact on me. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, one of the, one of the quotes I can, I can say it if, if you'd like me to, it's a little bit longer, but sure. Um, go for it. Okay. So one of Marcus Aurelius quotes that I love, that's so simplistic, but it's beautiful. is just this, it's actually hanging on my wall. Uh, some people, when they do someone a favor are always looking for a chance to call it in and some aren't, but they're aware of it still regard it as a debt but others don't even do that. They're like a vine that produces grapes without looking for anything in return after helping others. They just go on to something else. We should all be like that. Mm. It's so simple, but beautiful. And I think it's had an impact in my life. It makes me think of Adam Grant and give and take, but really that that's the way that we should live our life is that we should go out of our way to help other people, to compliment people, to lift people up, to positively impact them, but then not ever 
expect anything in return. And that's, that's, uh, that's why he's somebody I'd love to meet with one-on-one and, and dive deeper into his thought process. So what, what might be a question that you would ask him? Um, I would ask him what initial questions he asks others to truly understand how they think. Uh, this is a question that I ask, I think, some deeper thinkers. Um, I've asked on my podcast a little bit, but uh, it, it's a question that sometimes catches people off guard. But I, I think the way, you know, I've done hundreds and hundreds, thousands of interviews, Mike, over the course of my career. I've hired for uh, many sales positions, um, sales professionals. And the what really, um, I think differentiates some of the great ones from just some of the good ones is the questions that they ask. How curious are they? How thoughtful, uh, how good of a listener are they? And so I learn a lot about people based upon the questions that they ask. And so that's something that's, that's one of the first questions I would ask Marcus Aurelius, if I had the fortune of uh, the good fortune of, of meeting him. So since we don't yet possess the ability to actually travel back in time, yeah, uh, you know, so I, I hear that uh, that Elon Musk is working on the time travel machine. So you know, it, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. But um, how can entrepreneurs take the essence of that superpower and apply it in our entrepreneurial journey? Well, I mean. I like to think that I personally do that. Um, and so one way that you could do this is I would encourage people to make a list of the people in their life that admire, that they admire. So whether they're people that they know or they don't know, or, um, whether they're famous or they're not famous, but just sit down. Uh, I do this using uh, Excel, but you can do it with anything. Make a list of, um, the people that you find, uh, really interesting for whatever reason that that's uh, singular to you and then find a way to get in touch with those people and ask to interview them one-on-one speak with them. And now this is helpful if you do have something like a podcast or you write for Forbes or something like that. But uh, some of these people you, you'd, you'd find if they aren't, maybe if they're not as famous, they'll be willing to sit down with you. In fact, um, I know you talk about mentors, and and so this is something I was going to say in regards to mentors. So I'll share a, a little, I think, of takeaway now, if you like, Mike. That sure be helpful. Um, something that I started earlier in my career, um, and when I was, you know, w- while working at a big company, I think others can do this. Whether you work at a big company or you work anywhere, um, again, make that list of the people within that company that that uh, you work in, the people that really impress you. Um, maybe it's a CEO, the CFO or, or, you know, senior VPs who've been around for a while, make a list of those people and then, and then call them or send them a really thoughtful email and ask to interview them for, for an hour, block an hour of their time on their calendar. And, and by doing this, um, you're one showing to them that you're a curious, thoughtful person who likes to learn and you want to learn. And two, they're also going to be very flattered that you take that you've taken the time to ask this because not people don't always do this. And then when you do get that hour, make the absolute most of it. Ask really thoughtful questions. Come prepared for the meeting, um, and and be be in a situation to where you're you're willing to 
digest what they're saying, listen, ask good follow-up questions, take really detailed notes. And then when you're done with the meeting, send them a, a recap email of everything that you learned from that one hour conversation with that person that you admire. Hmm. Uh, at the end of this, they're going to love you even more, which is which is a, a great thing always. It's nice to have uh, people that are in, in decision-making places uh, like you. And two, you're going to learn so much over the course of a year if you if you dedicate time to meeting and interviewing these types of people. So I'd encourage everyone to do that. Every time I've done it, they've said yes. And every time that I do it, I learn a lot. And I also develop a relationship with those people and it's helped me immensely uh, in my life. So this is obviously kind of falls into that mentorship uh, question and, and how how mentors have impacted you directly. Can you tell us a story about how Maybe you've used this and and it's impacted you. So much. I mean, mentors have had a, a massive impact in my life. I'm I've been seeking them out since I was quite young. My mom and my dad are my first two and continue to be the two best mentors I have in my life. Um, they they did a, an, an incredible job and they currently still do an incredible job of putting me as well as my older and younger brother in great positions to be successful supporting us. So, I mean, they, they're always there if I need them. Uh, they, they, they don't push us, but they're there if we need them. I also... Um, have been most impacted by uh, two of my high school football coaches who just set a level of expectations for me that was even bigger than the ones I had for myself during my formative years when I was uh, could you know I was influenced heavily by them. And um, doing that taught me, uh, that I needed to raise the, the level of expectations for myself um, and expect to do bigger and more impactful things in the world. And um, so I have to give them huge credit. And I've taken what I've learned from my parents, from my coaches, and now have have created and done exercises like the one I just described to you, where I reach out, learn from mentors. And, and like I mentioned before, the greatest part about it is that it develops, it, it creates this kinship almost because you spend an hour asking these detailed questions of people you look up to when and maybe they don't they don't get asked those types of questions. I want to learn about their family. I want to learn about their makeup. I want to learn about how they've been able to to rise to the level that they're currently at. Um, most people are just maybe looking to shortcut a way to get a promotion, and that's not what it's about. You're you're about trying to actually learn from those people, and then you develop relationships. And I think, Mike, as you know, relationships are what this world is made of. I mean, people who are not willing and not able to build relationships probably don't do well, and the ones that can usually do quite well. That's really powerful, and I want to kind of stay on this just for a little bit longer and and using the the, the technique that you just you know shared with us where, where the email and and the blocking out an hour and 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 all of those steps what's the most memorable experience you've had either as a professional in in your sales roles or at, as an entrepreneur with the learning leader where you've executed that and you were like holy smokes that that was just beyond what I thought would, would be possible? Hmm. Great question. I've, uh, that's happened quite a few times. I mean, I, I was able to do this with a guy by the name of Todd Wagner. Todd is was and currently still is Mark Cuban's business partner who started Broadcast.com with him. They sold it to Yahoo for multiple billions of dollars. Uh, Mark's more well-known probably because he bought the Dallas Mavericks and is on Shark Tank now, but Todd and him, you know, 
uh, were both equal in that deal. Um, I, I, you know, I, I was, I was fortunate and lucky to, I think part of it was my curiosity. You know, I actually ended up being randomly sat next to somebody that works at one of Todd's companies on a flight and me being curious. And, and fortunately he was as well. We spent three and a half hours talking during that flight from, uh, I live here in Ohio going, I was going out to Lake Tahoe and, um, we developed a relationship and that, that led to an introduction to Todd, which led to this incredible conversation to me learning about them, creating broadcast.com, selling it to Yahoo, making billions of dollars. And that also, um, at that point, I wish I had had that initial conversation, um, recorded. And that was part of, um, because I wanted to share it with all the people closest to me and I wanted to share it with others to maybe it could possibly impact them. That, that was one of the the reasons that I started my podcast was because uh, of that type of conversation I had with him. And so I, uh, ultimately did launch the learning leader show more than a year ago because, uh, one of the reasons was because of Todd and, and Todd and I, and then ended up actually kind of redoing that conversation and recording it. Um, and I did release it as episode number four, more than a year ago. Uh, wow. so going back and listening to it now, um, I, I'm I'm happy to say I think I've gotten a little bit better as an interviewer <laughs> since then because episode four to now episode whatever 150 or 40 or so, um, it's it's quite quite the amount of growth there. Yeah, you're you know the the wonderful thing about this this line of work is that you get better with questions every day. Yeah, I mean, you can you know I mean, you can listen to yourself. It's just like when I played football, I watched every day, um, every single practice, every single rep, I watched every one of them. I had coaching, I had people there to help me. And I do the same thing with my podcast. So let, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that for a minute. So you, you come from a very athletic family. Uh, uh, you know, I believe your parents really encouraged, uh, athleticism and, com- and a competitive spirit. So, you know, maybe talk about the impact moment that launched you on the entrepreneurial journey that you are on, uh, both with the Learning Leader Show and as well as your other activities. The so one part of it was the dinner with Todd uh, that I just shared. Right. An, another part of it was so I was, I you know after I graduated from Ohio University and then um, a, a degree in communications and I also uh, then. After I got done, I was started in the workforce. I earned my uh, MBA, and so I was I was seeking to be more educated to continue learning more. So I was looking at the PhD program um, at the University of Chicago. I wanted to focus some somehow, some way on uh, leadership. But as I looked at the curriculum, I realized that uh, I don't think I would have enjoyed um, roughly half of it. And so I I, I thought why don't I just create my own leadership PhD? Um, and, and by doing that, I can seek out the people that I look up to. I admire heroes of mine, uh, ask to speak with them, ask to interview them. And then also in addition to just learning for myself, I could release it, uh, release those conversations for potentially all of the world to be positively impacted at the same time. I thought that was a beautiful mm. way to, to, you know, to, to share what I was learning with others. And if other people could be impacted, it would, uh, potentially, um, I, I just personally would feel much better about that. And so that's really the combination of that, that dinner, that conversation, me looking to get my PhD, um, 
that that was why the Learning Leader Show was created more than, like I said, a year ago. And uh, since then, it's been an incredible um, journey. I'd never, I, I, I don't know if I could have ever expected what has happened now, uh, just from those initial thoughts. But you, your objective in life initially, right, when, when you were in college and, and I mean, you weren't thinking about, you know, launching a podcast or you had a, you your plans were to play professional football, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think most people who uh, have have earned a starting position on their college team, if they're playing Division One football, um, playing on TV in front of a lot of people, you um, hope that that happens. And so, you know, I did play for a couple years in the Arena Football League. I went up to the Canadian Football League for a very short stint. So, I mean, there were opportunities, but I never um, was I was never quite good enough uh, to be to make it in the NFL. Um, and so that you know, you have to then transition from 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 that aspect of your career. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-275. 2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the impact entrepreneur told you to call. So how do you, how, how can people that have experienced similar things where they've had one dream and they have to let go of that dream in order to move into a potentially greater opportunity? What are some of the the, the things that you did to, to make that transition? Well, I mean, I, I learned so much. Football, to me, has, has, has really been the foundation of me developing an incredible work ethic. I think I mentioned two of my coaches, uh, Bob Gregg and Ron Ullery, are the guys that really helped create and develop that work ethic for me um, when I was uh, an eighth grader uh, going into my freshman year in high school. And they, they you know, they... Wanted me. They said I'd earned the position to start as the quarterback of our varsity team, a Division One school in Ohio. It's the biggest d- division that we have here, and so it was a, a monumental um, task at hand. Um, so I, I, I think, when it, regardless of your journey, I mean, whatever you're going to do, um, I draw from some of that adversity that I've gone through from in, in high school, and then certainly my initially I went to Miami University out of. Uh, high school, and I can get into the diversity that I met there, but sure. Um, uh, well, I mean, so I, if you if you'd like, I can I can share some of that. My first two years at Miami University, where I, I initially went out of high school. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I played. I mentioned I played quarterback. I accepted a scholarship to play at Miami University here in Ohio. Um, it's in the MAC Mid American Conference. Uh, in my exact same recruiting class, I graduated from high school in the year 2000. My exact same recruiting class was another quarterback uh, from Ohio named Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and uh, Ben and I uh, play the exact same position where only one guy plays at a time, and we're the exact same age. And um, I remember 
other coaches from other schools that were recruiting me, calling me when Ben had committed, he committed after I did when he, he had also had offers from Ohio state, Duke, other really big schools. He still chose to go to Miami, which is a little bit smaller than those schools. And, uh, they called me and said, you should, uh, you're going to get beat out for that job. You should come to our school and not have to compete against, you know, this guy who's the best. And I said, you guys are crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to beat this guy out. I'm going to work harder than I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork him. Uh, I'll find a way to get the job done and to earn the job. And, um, so we, we both got there. I, uh, uh, I called my coaches and was thinking of a way that I could differentiate myself from not only him, but everybody else in my freshman class. There was the, the best uh, quarterback from the state of Indiana also was in that recruiting class. So it was me, Ben, and that guy. So it was, I knew I had a, a, a really uphill climb. So I ended up moving to campus uh, the day after I graduated high school. I was the only freshman who did this. Uh, moved to a really horrible college house with like four other guys that were all upperclassmen. Did not know anybody. And my goal was to show the guys that I was willing to outwork everybody. My goal also was to learn every single teammate's name. There's over 85 guys there. I wanted to know their, their name, what high school they went to, where they were from, what their nicknames were. I want to know everything. And I wanted to do that in two months before all the other freshman reported for freshman camp in August. And so I moved, uh, my, my dad and my brother helped me move in the day after I got graduated. I did, I did that. I learned everyone's name. I developed incredible friendships. I tried to work really hard. Um, and to make this long story a little bit shorter at the end of, uh, after two years, two seasons at Miami, um, I realized that I still was not um, it still wasn't enough. Uh, it was a great moment uh, for me uh, because it taught me that sometimes you can do everything within your power, everything, and you're still going to lose. Um, and that's what happened to me. I got beat out for the job by Ben in my sophomore year. Um, and I was left with a really tough decision to make was that what, what, should I be the backup quarterback to Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who looks like he's going to be a pretty great player? Should I move to receiver or should I leave and go try to compete for the quarterback job at another school? And that's what I elected to do, um, even though I hated the thought of leaving all my friends, but I did. And that's why I went to Ohio University and um, I was, was fortunate to be able to start there for a couple of years, be elected team captain my senior year. So it's... um. It's a little bit long story, but I think I think some of those moments I draw from them every single day. Those those daily stressors of of competing with with a world class performer such as Ben Roethlisberger for two years, uh, I think about it every day, and it helps me in whatever it is that I'm doing because nothing I've done since then has been as tough or as stressful as any of those days when I was competing with him. And so, to me, it makes things a little bit easier when I can draw on some of the, just the mental fatigue that was happening during uh, every one of those days for those, those two years. Yeah. I was just going to comment about how powerful a lesson that was for you to learn hard, but powerful mm -hmm. at, at, at a young age too. Uh, and it, it just reminded me of conversation I had with the previous guest, Brian Dickinson, who summited Mount Everest by himself and then went blind on the way down. And, how his military training and the fact that he was a, an air rescue swimmer in the Navy and that during the training, they basically tried to drown him every day. You know, that really developed uh, perseverance and willpower and the ability to overcome what 
other people would not be able to overcome. And it, it's, it, it's mental toughness, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so that, I mean, that, that's a huge takeaway. Um, and, and probably it ultimately inspired, it was one of the components that inspired you to launch their learning, learning leader show because you had this experience and you wanted to keep nurturing and feeding and growing the ability to learn. Right. Is that, Mm -hmm. is that a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, I I was looking, I I just think, you know, I, I do believe that you're going to improve or you are going to, um, uh, take steps, take steps backwards every day. And so I'm looking to to move forward every day by, uh, if you, if you compare me, um, a year from now, um, you know, to myself, I want to be uh, in a much better position from an intelligence perspective, from a growth perspective. I mean, in all ways. And so, um, this, the, you know, having these these high level conversations with really intelligent, thoughtful, hardworking, creative, inspiring, empowering people has an uh, just this unbelievable effect on you. I'm sure you're already feeling it, Mike, with yeah. with the people that you talk to. And and um, to me, like the people closest to me tell me they notice such a big difference in just a year's time from having 150 plus of these conversations because uh, how could it not? I mean, how could, how could it not uh, rub off on you. I mean, you're you, like, like the John Wooden quote, quote, show me your friends. I'll show you your future or Jim Rohn, you know, you're going to become the average of the five people you spend the most time around. I think those, that's what we're doing here. I mean, that's what you and I are doing when, when we're trying to seek out and learn from some of the best in the world. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when you first started your show, it, it was really this personalized PhD program, as you, as you said, mm-hmm. you know, and as you've grown it, you know, what, what do you desire for your audience, not only your podcast listeners, uh, but also the the students? Because you do a lot of speaking at colleges, right, and other places. Uh, but the people that are in the audience listening to you giving your speech, what do you desire for them? I believe that everyone has the ability to lead in some way, shape, or form, regardless of they're they're an introvert, extrovert, anything in between. And I hope that some of the work that we do on, on my show, um, gets that out of them or maybe empowers them to go and do it. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a few things that happen when you give a speech or, or, you know, potentially when you record a podcast episode, that's that you could change the way people think you can change the way people feel, and you could change the way people act. And I want to do all three of those things for my listeners and for everybody who comes to one of my talks in person. Um, most importantly is the third one, though. I want to change the way people act. If they can change a habit, if they can stop a bad habit and create a good one, um, maybe it makes them a little bit more thoughtful in their relationship or uh, in their development of themselves and others. That's what I hope happens with my audience. And the cool thing about this, Mike, is that we get direct feedback from people, whether it's through Twitter or emails that I receive that people write to me, um, which I love getting to hear how something they heard on a podcast and the learning leader show has, has impacted them in a way that it maybe has changed the the course of their lives or their career because they implemented something that they learned. That's impact, man. And that's powerful. That really, um, moves me when I, when I hear and read those things. Yeah. Same thing here. I mean, I've gotten 
you know, messages from listeners and about how this one particular episode was super impactful for them. And in fact, I was at, at a restaurant with a friend and the waitress came up and and said, I just have to interrupt. I just heard your interview with Daniel Harkaby and um, I just want you to know I bought his book and it was I'm so thankful. I, otherwise, I would never have heard about, never have heard of that person or that book. And this is what the book's done for me. You know, I mean, it's just, just amazing. And it reminds me, your, your earlier statement about changing the way people act reminds me of a quote that I, that I love and it's by someone named Charles Reed. And it's so, so a thought, reap an act, so an act, reap a habit, so a habit, reap your character, so your character, reap your destiny. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a powerful quote. I, I love it. I, th- I think about it frequently. You have a, 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 a tremendous uh, roster of leaders on your show, and and I love the way you ask questions and, and draw answers out from these these folks. Is there one that stands out in your mind as having impacted you personally in a big way? One uh, leader that I spoke with, one episode? One, one episode in the, in the 150 plus episodes you've yeah. done. That's really hard for me to answer. It's like asking like your favorite kid. I, um, I, maybe this year let's limit it to this. Well, you know, Adam Grant is, is one of my favorite writers. I had, had him on. Um, it was, and I don't know if you've experienced this yet. Sometimes there is also a huge buildup to a talk, uh, an episode Adams was, was more than a year in the works, uh, we had cancellations, we had issues. He had a book, multiple books come out, uh, all this stuff. Um, and so to, to get to talk directly with somebody who had an impact in your life, his first book called Give and Take changed the way I viewed success, uh, changed the way I viewed the world. So to be able to talk to a guy like that, um, absolutely, um, was just, it's just one of those surreal moments, you know, uh, I would say the same thing for uh, somebody like Kat Cole, who's the president of Focus Brands, starts out as a Hooters waitress and works her way up through the ranks and becomes the, the you know, the president of Cinnabon and the president of, of Focus Brands. And she told me something that was really interesting that the, that she thinks the greatest all have, and that's they have this great combination of courage and confidence mixed with curiosity and humility. And um, that those four words that Kat left me with um, mixed mixed in with the you know everything that she told me in her story, uh, I've I've never forgotten it. Um, and 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 I've you know been able to retain a, a lot of what I've um, learned, I think, from uh, the people I've sp- spoken with, but Kat's for some reason is always stuck in my mind when when I think of greatness. And thinking of people who are courageous, people who have that that innate confidence, people who who go um, attack the world with a curious mind, but yet are are quite humble. Uh, I love that, and I, and I draw that back to Cat. That's powerful. That's powerful. Where where do you want to take the Learning Leader Show? What what do you want? How do you want to grow this thing? Well, I I found I think um, when you really focus on doing a great job at what you're currently doing. When you become, when you strive to continually do it better and better and better, that good things will happen. So what do I hope happens? I'm not quite sure. However, I know if I focus on it, uh, 
you know, even more and more every day. And I still attack it with the same, um, enthusiasm. Uh, I love it. it. It literally, if I had to draw up my perfect day, Mike, doing a podcast would be a part of that perfect day. I would block out one hour of that perfect day in addition to other fun things with my family, but I would block out an hour to have a, have a, a conversation and, and go to that conversation with a curious mind and do a podcast. So I, I guess, um, if we, from an expansion standpoint, doing more talks in person, um, I've been fortunate that people now are reaching out and I'm getting those set up. So I'd love to continue doing that. I like, um, I just did this event with Eddie George, where I basically did a, a live version of my podcast on a stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. I loved it. So I think doing more live events, potentially, um, doing more things on, uh, on video, on camera, not just audio. I, I want to do more of that with people, but I like, um, the setting of having one-on-one conversations. So I don't know. I think, I think there's some, some ideas that people have come to with that I would, I would potentially explore. So there, there are moments in time where we are able to pause and reflect on the future and what we want our legacy to be. And there's this book uh, written by a guy named Clay Christensen from Harvard called How Will You Measure Your Life? And and that's that's this question. How will you, Ryan Hawk, measure your life? What what do you want your legacy to be many, many, many years from now? Innovator's Dilemma too by Clayton Christensen, right? Oh yeah. He's, yeah. he's great. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. um trying to have Clay on in the fall, actually. He's got another book coming out. But uh I think of measuring, um, the word that I keep coming back to is impact, meaning what type of impact that I have on the world Did I leave my mark. Uh, when people talk about me, like, what are they going to say? And there's a few things. First and foremost, um, I want to do things that make my family really proud um, my extended family. So, you know, everybody from my, my parents and, and certainly my brothers and obviously my wife and my children, um, are most important to me. And so I want to, I want them to look at the things that I do and be inspired and feel empowered to go lead in their own right. If, if they say they're, they're, they're inspired by something their dad did. Um, I don't know if there's a better feeling as a person for me that if, 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 um, a, a child of mine says that. Mm-hmm. So I think of impacting them in that way that it, that it creates something that, uh, makes them want to go, uh, impact the world in their own unique way. And then also on other people, um, outside of my family, uh, I, I mentioned to you the power and the, and the, the joy I feel when somebody who maybe doubted themselves learn something from an episode that we did and it changed their behavior, which led to happiness for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's impact, man. And like, I want to do more and more and more of that. And I think that's a, a great, a great way to measure, um, measure, at least for me, uh, that's, 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 that's how I measure some of my happiness. That's powerful. That's powerful. On on your show, you always ask the question of your guests. You know who comes to mind when you hear the the word sustain excellence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna riff off of that question and say, when you hear the phrase impact entrepreneur, who comes to mind? There are obvious answers. Uh, Elon Musk is impacting the world. Um, he's doing some incredible things. Um, Tim Urban, a guy who writes at Wait But Why, is impacting. Uh, the world through the way he writes. Adam Grant, 
changes the way people view success. Um, Jason Gaynard uh, started Mastermind Talks and puts all of us, uh, the people that he deems <laughs> worthy, in, uh, and at, at in, he puts together incredible events for us to get to know each other better. Um, you know, Cat Cole shows that you could start as a Hooters waitress and become the president of a company and who somebody who I believe should be the president of our country. And I think at some point she might try to go that route. Um, uh, I'll stop there and there's, I could go on and on, but there, <laughs> there's a lot of names that people come to mind when they're impacting the world and they're there. They do it with an entrepreneurial spirit. Absolutely. And, and in fact, Jason's actually going to be on my show in September. He is. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah. He's yeah. the man. So Jason is a, he was guest zero zero one on my show. So first guest I ever had. And, um, I had him on again after I went to mastermind talks this year. Hope that's something you could do, Mike. It's, um, uh, just, uh, uh, unbelievable event with some of the greatest people you'll find in the world. Did you meet Cameron Harold when you were there? Have you been there? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cameron's the best. And I had him on my show too. And he's, uh, he's, he's a, he's, just an incredible guy. And we talked, um, I, I wrote a little piece for the Huffington Post about uh, Mastermind Talks as well. And Cameron reached out to me after that and said some really nice things too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cameron actually uh, connected me with Jason. So nice. So hopefully I will see you at Mastermind Talks next year. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome, man. It's incredible. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners who might be sitting on the fence, uh, you know, still waiting for something to happen? There has never been a better time than right now to start what you want to do. Never. Do a little research maybe, but uh, do it, whatever you deem that it is. Um, Kevin Kelly told me that. I completely agree. There has never, ever been a better time to do whatever it is than right now. doesn't mean you have to quit whatever you're doing. If you're driving in your car on your way to work, doesn't mean you have to leave. Um, but you know, there it break down the, the number of hours in a day and in a week, and you can start whatever it is um, right now. Uh, and I would love to to hear from people that do that. I think it's 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 really neat to see people who are at the beginning of something that could turn into uh, something special and impactful on others. So I, I would urge people to do it. I listened to that interview with Kevin Kevin Kelly. He's a he's a he's got a lot of energy. That guy. He's pretty smart. He thinks at another level, man. It's definitely, uh, yeah, he was good. Yeah, absolutely. Where can I send my listeners to learn more about you and your show? Learningleader.com. Um, if you want to join our group, um, our Facebook group, you just go to learningleader.com slash group. We'll get you signed up. So the, the, the home base for everything is learningleader.com. Um, you know, the, again, the show is called the learning leader show. Uh, I also on, from a social perspective, uh, Twitter, Instagram, my, my name is Ryan Hawk one, two Ryan Hawk 12. Awesome. And, and you guys, the, the Facebook group is, is phenomenal. Ryan's show is exceptional and I'm a huge fan and Ryan, I'm, I'm really grateful to have you on the show today and thanks for impacting our listeners. Mike, I just want to uh, commend you for doing this, man. I, th I love uh, what you're doing. I think, um, you do a fantastic job. It was fun being here and, uh, thank you uh, for making it happen, man, because uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to, to be able to talk to you both off, offline and online here. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. 
Thanks again, Ryan, for joining us on today's episode of the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Pumped to have you. We will link to all of the resources in the show notes. If you weren't able to take notes or you missed something, we've got you covered. Visit www.theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash 23 for a summary of our conversation. Listen, my vision is to have an impact in the lives of others, and there are a number of ways you can help me do that. The first is share this episode with someone you care about. The second is email me or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter to let me know what you're taking away from these conversations. And third, head over to iTunes and write a review and leave a rating. Thank you, Cody and the Podcast Masters team for helping me produce a quality show. And thank you, Impact Entrepreneurs, for tuning in to another episode. Until next time, go make an impact.